Hello and welcome. We are here live today with the lovely Denise Leach of Keller Williams Premier. Thanks for coming today, Denise. Of course. Thanks for having me. And I also have my wingman, Mr. Steve Sandell in the penthouse, and our business development manager that develops the what, Jessica? The business. <laughs> <laughs> We're all here today in the lovely penthouse. It's not too nice outside today, is it? The view is a little cloudy outside. It's cloudy, it's rainy, it's a little chilly, but you know what? This is what we have to go through to get the green spring, the beautiful <laughs> flowers, right? It's all about how you look at it. The glass is half full. Well, and did everybody enjoy our three days of summer? <laughs> yeah. Denise hails from North Carolina, so. Mm -hmm. The Tar Heel State, is that <laughs> Yes, yes. What is a Tar Heel? So there's several universities in North Carolina, and the Tar Heels is the University of North Carolina. And I went to, to North Carolina State University, so. The better of the two. Yeah, I'm a Wolfpack. Okay. Yeah. So do you consider it the Wolfpack state? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> okay. It's way better. That, do we know what a Tar Heel is, though? Or do we not? It's like a Buckeye. What's up? No, it's buckeye? something to do with history, and I'll be honest, I don't really know. It's historical. Okay. It was not important it's... to me since I wasn't one. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Yeah, you could care less what I know a Tar Heel is. Yeah, tell us what a Wolfpack is. Power of the pack. Okay. You're strong by yourself, but in a group, you're stronger. Like us right now. Like us right There's now. one, two, three, Power. four of us. Exactly. I am from North Carolina, but I've been in Minnesota about six years. This time, I like to say. So, grew up in North Carolina, went to college, lived for a couple of years, and then moved to New York City. Wow. And while I was there, I met my husband, who was from Minnesota. And so, we did a long-distance thing, and then when it got serious, somebody had to move. Do <laughs> <laughs> that short straw. <laughs> and he was not leaving Minnesota, and now I know why. This sounds um, all too familiar. Yeah. yeah, I know. This sounds like the life of Brad Goulet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I ended up in Minnesota. We lived here for a few years and got married, and then his job took us to Chicago for about 10 years. And then we've been back here for six years. I have to ask. Chicago, North Carolina, Minnesota, New York City. Which one do you like the best? Oh, and why? <laughs> Good question. Depends on the season. Depends on the season. <laughs> oh, right? okay. Um, I love Minnesota. It took a couple years to really find my footing here, but I love the change in seasons yes. in Minnesota, and I love the lakes. I've always been a water person, so, you know, in North Carolina, there aren't just a ton of lakes like there are here. And so my in-laws have a place up north. And so we spend a lot of time there in, in the summer. Or Wisconsin? In Wisconsin. Oh. What part? Yeah, Webster. Oh, yeah. What's the uh, address? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll swing by. I'll see you knocking on the door. <laughs> hey, we're here. It's like, what about Bob? Hey. <laughs> okay, now we know who Denise is and where she hails from and how she got here. How did you get into real estate? Mm, good question. Did you lose a bet? <laughs> <laughs> not many people know that. I'm not no, very no. good at poker. <laughs> so I grew up, so to speak, in marketing. And so always working for other people, marketing for big companies, and liked it fine. But then after buying and selling a couple of houses, mm -hmm. I started to see things differently. And we had a situation where we bought a house quickly because the market was hot. Mm hmm and didn't love it. Oh. Kind of decided, okay, it wasn't a great idea. And so we sold a couple of years later and ended up in our home that we have now that we absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And so I just decided going through that experience that my motto is love where you live. 
because it makes such a difference for your family, for your mental well-being, for all aspects of your life. I think that if you come home at the end of the day and you love where you live yeah. and it doesn't add extra stress, then that's where you should be in life. That's great. Yeah. And so then I took my marketing chops and said, okay, I'm marketing something different, right? I'm using all the skills that I had before mm-hmm. that I had honed over many years and put them to a different use. Once you live that yourself, there's no better teacher. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so when I see clients rushing into a decision, okay, the market's hot. We've got to make a decision like we've had over the past several years. Mm-hmm. It gives me pause to say, wait, let's yeah. put a pen in this and think through, is it the house or do you just want a house? Yeah, and you can speak from experience, obviously. Yes, exactly. And when you made that quick decision to buy that house, did you feel pressure from your agent or other people within the transaction or was it just sort of something that you were working on emotions and it would have been nice to maybe have someone to press the pause button for you we worked with a great agent so that part was fantastic i think we just got caught up in Mm. everything's going really quickly this kind of checks the box is better than others we've seen so we just have to go and we just need something well (laughs) live and learn like we say right yeah yeah in the market today now that you've lived through that and seen a lot of stuff in your real estate career but today the here and now what are we april 19th 2023 what are you seeing out there right now because people call steve and i and kind of ask what we're seeing mm-hmm. um, maybe people that are just inquiring or thinking about moving whether they have a house to sell or not what are you seeing as boots on the ground and what kind of advice are you giving them So it's a really interesting market right now. Last year in the fall, interest rates started jumping up pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like things came to a halt in Mm -hmm. the fall. So I think everyone said, okay, we're going to wait until interest rates go down. Mm -hmm. And we're going to stay put. And now they're seeing that they're not going down. And so several months later, people are saying, okay, we still need to buy. And they're jumping back into that market. But on the flip side of that, we're seeing people who don't want to sell because they have a fabulous interest rate Mm -hmm. and they don't want to get into this frenzied market. And so inventory is down significantly. I mean, we're seeing from this March to previous Marches, you're talking like 24% down from what's available to buy. And so now... We're seeing multiple offers. We're seeing escalation clause. We're yep. seeing twenty twenty five thousand dollars over again. Inspection waivers. Inspection waivers, absolutely. What's your thought on inspection waiver? If someone said, "We're in a situation here where we're competing against ten other offers, and the house is maybe twenty years old, and in order to be competitive, we'll need to go over, and we'll probably need to waive the inspection." Is that always a good idea? Always a no. bad idea? What do you think? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean. It depends on the comfort level of the client. But Mm -hmm. generally speaking, I don't recommend that they waive an inspection. What I would recommend is doing something like assuring the buyers and adding this clause in to say, we're not going after small little things. Mm -hmm. It has to be over $7,000, for example, for us to, because what we don't want and what you see sometimes on the seller side is that somebody puts in a really high bid. And then they come in at inspection and they're freaking out a bit because uh, they put in a really high bid. Yes. And there's things they want to change in the house, but yes. now they might not be affording to change uh, it. And so they say, okay, well, 
based on the inspection, let's change the door handles or, you know, some, yeah, some kind things. of ridiculous yeah. things because they're going to feel better about their really big bid. Right. And so one of the things I recommend for buyers is let's not get into that situation. Let's put in a solid bid and let's assure them that we're not looking for things on the inspection that yeah. we want changed. We understand the furnace is old, but it's still working. We understand that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to come back from inspection and say it needs a new furnace unless it really does. And so then we're just looking for the big things. Got if there's it. something structurally wrong, yeah. if there's something that's not safe, that's different. And as an agent, then I would assume that you communicate that with the listing agent. Say, listen, yes, we do have an inspection clause here. It's for the safety of you know our clients and just the benefit of everyone involved. But we want to be reasonable. We're just looking for, you know, if there's a snake infestation or something (laughs) like that. Maybe that puts the listing agent at ease a little bit. Are you able to have those kind of conversations? Absolutely. And I'm surprised sometimes in the agents that don't have those conversations. You know, when I'm on the flip side of a listing Mm -hmm. and they just send through an offer and hope for the best, cross their fingers. But no, it's really important to have that two-way communication so they understand where your buyers are coming from and understand what's the most important thing. Because when you're looking at an offer, it's not always the highest price that's going to get it because you still have to consider appraisals. And if somebody goes in really high Mm -hmm. and you're assuming it's probably not going to appraise for that, that's not the best offer to take. Mm -hmm. We're looking for appraisal gaps in some of those situations. We're looking at terms. I mean, did the terms meet what my seller wants? So those are some of the more important things to consider. That's great advice. Sitting here listening to Denise, I know Steve and Jessica are thinking the same thing, but Denise oozes confidence. He can tell you've done a lot of transactions and you've learned all this stuff, but the general public doesn't always see that maybe on a bus stop sign where you're at and pee or something online. Right. But I think I know the answer to this, or I can tell you, but what do you <laughs> think sets you apart for most agents? What are your strengths and qualities that make you in that top echelon? I think communication is one. And just like you said, I know what I'm talking about. If there's ever a question I have, if I don't know the answer, I'm not just going to push my way through it and tell you what I expect. I'm going to find out that answer. And I'm going to do the best thing for my clients. I'm not just going to phone it in. I mean, for example, we had a listing recently. I was there for a lot of the showings to answer any questions from the buyer's agent because it is such a hot market. And it was really a good opportunity for the sellers to have me there. Not only they just felt comfortable having someone else in the house, Mm -hmm. but also I could answer those questions really quickly. And then that sped up the whole process from start to finish to when they were getting offers. And so when you're doing that, I assume you use some tact. You're not Breathing down the people's oh, neck, you say, yeah. oh, you know what, I'll be over here. So then you're not making them feel awkward or anything. Yeah, so you, you know, you greet them at the door. And then, you know, I had set up a little office over at the kitchen table yeah. and I was doing my work, but I was there to okay. answer any questions. That's important because I think a lot of people worry that their agent might be overbearing in a situation like that or maybe scare off buyers. Mm-hmm. But if they position it properly, like it sounds like you do, then it can be a, a real benefit. <laughs> Yeah, and it was interesting because I've done it both ways, right? And I always look to what are my sellers comfortable with. If they're not comfortable with that, then that's totally fine. But it is surprising the number of buyer agents that thank you for being there to answer questions. Mm -hmm. How about across the Twin Cities? Does it matter if someone's calling from the other side of the city? You don't care, right, where 
you buy or sell homes? No, no. As long as it's a person that I can help, I am interested. And as long as it's a match. So, you know, it's not always a personality match. I mean, I have met potential clients and I referred them out because our personalities didn't match. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. Everyone's not going to be a fan of everyone else. And that's what makes the world go round. But I want to work Steve with and I people. With that <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. yeah. We're forced to work. <laughs> well, it's like what I always say. You know, you want to work with people that you know, like, and trust. And people know me, and they like and trust Brad. <laughs> so things work out really well. Uh, <laughs> we skipped Keep over something. <laughs> what do you say? Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> We skipped over interest rates. I think we should touch on those. Yes. What are interest rates? Oh, wait, that's our part. (laughs) Yeah, no, interest rates, right now we're in the mid-sixes. We're dealing with some economic factors that are putting a little bit of upward pressure on interest rates now. It's interesting to note, though, we follow the National Mortgage Bankers Association closely, and, and they've got their economists that put up forecasts. And not that they're always right all the time. Nobody is, but they are forecasting rates to drop by the end of this year and even into the next year and sort of coming to a beautiful crescendo of mid to high 4% by the time the election rolls around in 2024. So that's really good news. It's 18 months away or what we like to say 17 payments away. So I would be remiss if I didn't interject something. Did you know we've got an award winning realtor in our midst? Mrs. Denise Leach. Yes, Yes, she won an award. (laughs) It was the future CEO award with Keller Williams. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Does that, what's in store? What's happening? Yes, thank you. I was awarded that at our holiday celebration this year. I voted for you, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And so it was something that was voted on by our entire market center, which is one of the bigger market centers in the country. I was voted as the next big CEO. You know, I've been in the business for a couple of years now, and I went in just eyes open, knowing what I was getting into, but also with the idea that I wanted to help as many people as possible. And so it keeps me very busy. I found a lot of success early on, which has been wonderful. And it's nice to know that your peers see your successes and see where they expect you to go. Yeah, and when you sit down with Denise for any amount of time, you can tell right away that she's organized, informed, and really has that internal drive to be the best at what she's doing. And I'm sure that's what they picked up on, which is, you know, why we get along so well, because they say opposites attract. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, for sure. We can see that. And lastly, we forgot to mention, Denise has a lovely family. Do you want to tell us about them quickly? Sure. So I mentioned my husband, which is why we moved here. But we have two children. I've got a daughter that's just in middle school and then a son that's in third grade. And we live in the Woodbury School District. They keep us really busy. Both kids are busy with sports and activities. My daughter's in 4-H and plays sports, and then my son plays sports year-round. What's 4-H? 4-H agriculture. That's a Minnesota thing. Yeah, Yeah, uh, it's a national thing. I'm surprised (laughs) you don't know that. Washington (laughs) County Fair. Yeah. 4-H, it's similar to 3-M. (laughs) 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 A little different. Yeah, a little different. Yeah, so it started, I think the 4-H roots start in agriculture, but they really do everything. So they've got a huge robotics group they have programs in cooking and then animals which is where my daughter's really interested that is her passion and so she shows a llama 
through the 4-H program. Yep. That's awesome. And she goes to the Washington County Fair and shows a llama. And then hopefully she'll be going to the state fair this year for that. Wow. What does she show the llama? She teaches. <laughs> she teaches. Oh, she, you mean she, she trains, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she trains right. this llama. What's he, the llama's Does name? she rent it or does she own it? She does not own it. Okay. Much to her sadness is that we don't have a home that has, in Washington County, you have to have five acres to have hoofed animals. Oh. And so Could she. Could she just get rid of the hoofs? She, <laughs> she reminds us of this regularly that we need to move to a place that has five acres. Just, or maybe by the neighbor's houses. <laughs> Sounds like Denise's movie to still Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next llama fart. Well, that's fantastic. Did you say what the name of the llama is? Her llama last year passed away, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yep. His name was two, but then she will be matched with a different llama this year. So we'll see. It's been a tough year. We've been very sad. To that is him. sad, yeah. Thank God my daughter, whose name also is Olivia. If she got into llamas, we would have several llamas because <laughs> she, we just kind of do what she said. We've got a zoo at our house right now. No, that's great. So Olivia's into 4-H, and what does Everett do? So Everett is mostly basketball, football, baseball. All the balls. Yeah, he does. Is all the balls. Is he a future North Carolina state? That is my goal. <laughs> that is my goal. And I get them North Carolina state apparel, and they like to say, but mom, this is important to you. Yeah. <laughs> Which kills me a little bit, but we're going to keep going. <laughs> this is important. You will learn to love North well, Carolina State. Well, time flies when you're having fun. Thanks for coming today, Denise. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And one more thing to all of our listeners out there. You guys are going to help me. We are hosting a downsizing seminar. We are. That's coming up on May 2nd. And so it's just a really good opportunity for someone who's been in a home for a really long time and maybe their kids are grown and moved away or they Mm -hmm. find themselves with extra space they don't need Mm -hmm. and they're looking to downsize to a smaller home. So it's a good opportunity for us to educate them and talk a little bit about what they need to know and what are the steps so we can move them forward. Cool. So it's a downsizing event on May May 2nd. May 2nd, and they can do it through Zoom. Right? Yep, it's going to be through Zoom, so people and then can join. Can they go to your website to find that? Absolutely. And what's I'll that have a link for that. How can people find that and get a hold of you? If they so the easiest way to get a hold of me is Denise Leach at kw.com, and that's L-E-A-C-H. And then I'm pretty active on Facebook, so I invite anyone to follow me on Facebook, both my business, Denise Leach, Twin Cities Real Estate, or Denise Leach on Facebook. Cool. Call Denise. You won't be disappointed. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Denise.